When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Geekscapist, welcome to the first of several podcasts I'm going to put up on the feed that were recorded at this past weekend's Los Angeles Comic Con. This first one is a biggie. It's my one-on-one conversation with actor Giancarlo Esposito. You know him as Moff Gideon on The Mandalorian and Gus Fring on shows like Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. But we actually got to talk about life. Uh, We talked about what he learned from director Michael Mann, what it takes to build a life in the arts, and things like the meaning of bravery and living your life with intention. This was such a fantastic conversation, and it was so rewarding to see people on social media calling it the highlight of the main stage at Los Angeles Comic Con. Um, I love reading that uh, because I think we had a fantastic conversation. I'll get out of the way, and you can enjoy it for yourselves. this next panel. Are you ready for one of the most prolific actors? And one of the, this, this man right here, remember Breaking Bad? I'm sure we all remember Breaking Bad. Gus, you don't want to mess with Gus. One of the most memorable characters on television among a plethora of other credits. This phenomenal actor, you are going to get to meet him live and in person right now. Are you guys excited? Well, let's bring him out. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for our spotlight on the one, the only, Giancarlo Esposito! Give it up! Woo! Yes! Yes! Wow, we zelly! And now let's bring out his moderator from Geekscape, the host of Geekscape, Mr. Jonathan London. Give it up for your panel. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. What's up, man? How are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. We first met remotely. We're still in the middle of a pandemic, but LA Comic Con was gracious enough to have this remote online Comic Con. Does anybody remember that? 
John Carlos was a guest, and we got to meet and talk over Skype. How about that? But now we're not Skyping. Now we're here in person. Now this is real. So happy to be back. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Let's talk about it. I do, I do want the, uh, forget it. Well, I do want the audience to uh, ask a couple questions, but mainly, like, the thing that fascinates me about you is your journey. You know, you've been working with everybody. And we talked backstage about the, like, Spike Lee movies that you did. And I know we're going to get to Mandalorian. I know we'll get to Breaking Bad. He's in a video game, Far Cry 6. <laughs> we'll talk about the pop culture stuff. But I want to talk about some of the people like Michael Mann that you worked with coming up as a young actor and what you picked up from there to lend itself, to, to help your longevity, to help you like duck and weave through a career that can be tumultuous and disheartening at times. You know, it's not easy being an actor. When you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And I've had some really great opportunities to play some great characters. Uh, you mentioned Michael Mann, who is an absolutely phenomenal filmmaker. Uh, he is an artist, and he started by painting, which makes me think a lot about Comic-Cons and all the great artistry that exists here. All the folks in Artist Alley who, um, you know, film is a series of frames, a series of pictures put together. That's how we make television and film. But it all stems from um, artistry, from doing a painting, from doing a cartoon, and putting all that series together to create an idea and a story that's behind it. So I love working with Michael, and I feel like he's very specific in the way he sees things. So, you know, life is a vision. Like, if you wake up in the morning and you go, like, I'm the kind of guy that goes, okay, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. I may miss a few things in between, but at least the path and the route is planned out in your consciousness. That's kind of how you make TV and film. That's kind of how you envision, you know, coming to a Comic-Con, putting together your Darth Vader <laughs> costume. Right? You think about the pieces that go into doing it. And I, so what I love about Michael Mann is that he has a vision. And if you have a vision, you become a visionary, and you're able to work for yourself and do things that you love to do because you're steeped within creation. And that's um, my description of Michael Mann, very specific in his details. And, but you grew up, uh, your parents were both creatives. They were both performers. And what did you take from them that led to that ability to kind of lay the railroad tracks to a creative life? Uh, the ups and downs to it, to be able to weather the storms. And I think you've passed that on to your kids, too. Your daughter's directing. I certainly tried to. My mother was an opera singer, came from Alabama, went to Italy on a Marian Anderson scholarship. Marian Anderson was a very famous, um, one of the first African-American famous opera singers. Um, yes, absolutely. And she went to... Um, Milan uh, to Alla Scala, an opera house where my father happened to be working as a carpenter. And so what I learned from them was that the music of the art form, that life and what we do is musical. It has a rhythm. It's energetic. And so from observing my mother as a singer, everything had motion, movement, and music. My father was a builder. He was a carpenter who worked with his hands. And so I learned from him how to build, how to essentially, how to create building blocks for your vision, your life, your career, whatever you do. You take it from the very first board and you build upon it until you have the house. So those are kind of things when you ask me that question, I think about immediately 
because somehow, even though it wasn't explained to me that way, it's how I've lived my life, piece by piece, block by block. Wow. And there are creatives here in the crowd. And I think that as a creative myself, we always think about like that final piece. Like, oh, I'm going to be in a movie, or I'm going to write that book, or I'm going to put out the best-selling comic that will get adapted into a million things in a video game. But we're always thinking about that later goal. How, working back, like, you're telling me that it's that next step that is the most important, more important than really than that last goal. It, it's not, you know, I'll, I'll say this, because we just lost um, um, Stephen Sondheim, um, a really wonderful lyricist and um, musician, writer, um, at 90, I think he was 91 years old or 93 years old. And I did a show with him called Merrily We Roll Along. And so I'll say... Um, it's not where you start, it's where you finish. Okay. And, but you can't look to be finished before you've started. And so as a young actor, I, I was around so many actors who just wanted to be famous. Yeah. And, um, and they, some of them succeeded in being famous for this amount of time. <laughs> sure. You know? And then, sure. and, and then they, they were done with that. It was over for them. So I had that feeling when I was young. I wanted to be, we, look, we're human beings. We want to be recognized. We want to be seen. We want to connect with each other. And the only way to do that is to be in observance first, is to see more than you say. And then say to someone something good, something that would allow them to focus on their confidence, not their weakness. So if I'm in the beginning of my journey as a young actor and I, I want all these opportunities, if I'm just looking to be a star, uh, it, it's not going to happen. I fell in love with what I do. And I believe, I mean this, what you do today determines your tomorrow. You want to do something, you've got to do something to get something. That's the only way it works. You want to enrich yourself and strengthen yourself to be able to be an observer and to be able to be acknowledged that you have something inside of you that can contribute. Not a little idea. You know, my little idea never went anywhere. Well, I hear people say that. I had a little idea. There's no little idea anywhere, anyhow, anyway. All, any idea is an idea that, that is huge. It's large. It's contributory. It, it's something that will advance you. So for me, every day, I, I, you know, I, as an actor, you audition a lot. Yes. You got to go in, you got to read, you got to be told no. Thank you very much. Oh, that was good. Thank you. Yeah, you'll never see me again. Bye. Right? And I realized that I started to hate auditioning until I realized that auditioning, it's, I hated it because I wanted to get it. And I was trying to see the end. Right? It's what you're talking about. Reps. Those are your practice. Those are your reps. Now I, I yeah. still go to an audition. Even today... They, they want you to read. I don't get upset. I'll go in and read. And I thank them. Thank you for allowing me to do my craft today. And that's how you develop your love for something. And you'll never lose that. And it won't matter whether you get the job or not. Because there's one after it and one after that and one after that. It will happen for you if you realize that what you're creating is a love affair between you and what you do. And your craft. And that will fill you up, and it'll take you as far as you need and want to go. I love it. 
I love it. And I know we want to talk Mandalorian. I know we want to talk video games. We want to talk this stuff. But I think that this is important for young people to hear, for creatives to hear. And you do have a Mandalorian panel tomorrow at noon right here that you can also talk a little Mandalorian about. But um, <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm a professor and I'm telling young students about filmmaking, one of the things that you touched on that I think is really important is if you're, if you're going to fail, fail spectacularly. You said there's no small dreams. And I think everything, you just go for it because if you, even if you fail, that is feedback. That is something you won't repeat. But if you are going big, you can get people excited. They will get behind you. And who knows where you might end up, just in case you hit that one out of the park. It's infectious. You, you know, it, there's, no, there's no reason to go small. I know for me, and, and I'm going to tell you this because I know probably many of you think of me as, in a certain way. A bad guy, yeah. Yeah. Well, right, yeah. a, a bad not- guy or someone who's confident, someone who's made it. I still get nervous. I still think that my ideas, some of them are small ideas. I still, I you know, sabotage myself before I'm told no. And there, you know, you, th- I've changed that now. You know, you, you change it because you just start to get open about how you share. This may sound stupid to you, but I believe in it, <laughs> right? And tell me if you think this is stupid. And you tell your idea, and, and the, your honest friend is going to say, you know what? Part of it is really stupid, <laughs> but there's a part of it that's really brilliant, right? And so you're going to get the truth from people who really aren't just there to tell you what you want to hear. So I'm going to tell you, I still get nervous. I go, I'm working on a piece in New York right now for Netflix called Jigsaw. Every day I go in, do I know my lines? Do I know my material? Do I have any new ideas? Am I open to doing it differently? You know. In my world, I want and have to be bulletproof. But it's not until I've done all my homework and I have forgotten about it that I go, now just relax. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't know it on the day, you better make it up and you better make it believable um, because that's what I do as an actor. So if I can relax and breathe, I can be more centered in a position to do my work the best and to enjoy it even more than I ever thought I could. A quiet confidence, a stoicism. From repetition and from just confidence, like a quiet confidence, not a boastful confidence. Like, yeah, it, 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 for me, it's, it's, the confidence is not to impress you or any of you. It's to help me to be calm. <laughs> it, it's not to show you I'm a badass. No, I can't show you that. I have to believe that. And if I believe that I can walk into a room and control the chaos, if I believe that, then I can. If you believe that what you do is contributing to the, the, the bigger circle of what life's about, because I believe that what I do brings joy to some people. I believe that it also pushes some people away when I'm playing a bad guy. I believe that it also allows people to see a part of who they really are. Because when I, when I start to wake up, I go, oh my gosh, I just saw what she just did. I do that all the time. I hate myself for doing that. That was a great example to see what I don't want to be, right? We're all challenged by what we see, hear, feel, and then do within our interaction. And so if you start your day by allowing yourself, here's confidence, today is going to be great. I don't feel so hot this morning, but that doesn't matter. My day is going to be great visualizing, speaking verbally, creating what you want your life to be. 
Let's inspire these people. <laughs> I think that duality that you're talking about is something that we see in your characters. Because even though you have like a Gus Frank who does some pretty bad things, just no judgment. No, judgment. He's doing terrible yeah. things. There's still this fatherly care. There's a tender part of him that seems contradictory to where he ends up or the things he has to do to maintain his truth, right? How do you balance that and what do you pull from yourself to put into a character like Gus Frank or Moff Gideon who, again, has this tender, <laughs> like, you care. Whatever you care about, you care about it in a tender, fatherly way, but you got to break a couple eggs to make the omelet you need to make. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. I think that, you know, I really found something when I found how to create Gustavo Fring. I didn't want to play a stereotype. I wanted to play someone who lives next door to all of you. Who, I mean, that was my inspiration. I was inspired from one line that Vince Gilligan wrote called Hiding in Plain Sight. And I started to think about that. And I started to think about my neighbors around me. Do I really know what he does? Do I really know what she does when she goes to work? And I started to think about masks. Like, we all wear masks. We put them on and take them off when we need them. Well, hopefully you keep them on. Yeah, you please. keep yours on. Keep, <laughs> keep them on. As but soon as we're off stage, we'll put them back on. The mask of self. You represent yourself a certain way when you're around your parents, when you're around someone who might be able to give you a job or produce your movie. You, you act differently because you want something. Right? Yes. So when do we get to a point where we represent ourselves for exactly who we are because there's nothing that we really want or need. We want to collaborate with someone who will be a great collaborator with us. I want to work with people I really like to work with. So when I started to think about this as Gustavo Fring in the mindset of creating the character, I didn't want to be, you know, I'm half Italian, half black. I didn't want to be the Italian guy with a little poodle, you know, the real nefarious, stereotypical bad guy. I wanted to be human. Why? Because there's half of me that's black and half of me that's white. There's half of me that's good and half of me that's not so good. And, you know, in the thoughts that you think and how you act and how you perceive yourself, that's another mask. Who are you really? And that was my question about Gustavo Frank. Why can't he be concerned and want to take care of his workers in, in Los Pueblos Hermanos. Why can't he be a good boss who is more concerned with teaching you how to do it the right way? How you do anything, how you do anything is how you do everything. Think about it. I got to put that in my notes. How you do anything is how you do everything, down to tying your shoes, down, down to saying good morning to yourself when you wake up, down to self-love and self-care. I'm good, I'm good. All of those things are really important because we, in our world, we want it from the outside. But you gotta give it to yourself as a gift from the inside. Otherwise, it never works. So with Gus Spring, I gave him the gift of being human, of not trying to take the easy route and play a stereotype, but to play a human being who has both dark and light. And what are we striving to get to? Most of us are striving to get to the light. Some of us spend some time in the dark to work out our personality issues that need to be looked at. 
not by Jonathan London. <laughs> you can look at him. You can judge me, and you can look at him. But by me, I need to look at that, right? Honesty, integrity, morality. I need to look at it for me because if I keep holding on to that, I'm not going to have a good life. I'm not going to work through the issues I need to work through to be a good actor. I'm not going to be able to create a character honestly if I keep wearing that mask as opposed to this mask. You know, it's hard to lay yourself bare for people to see. But when they see who you really are, guess what? They're probably, more than likely, most guaranteed will like what they see. Because something that you're giving off will interact with something that's inside of them and it will create this explosionary experience that allows you to see, hey, I can do it too. You can love yourself, be yourself, and be true to yourself. That is alchemy. It's this combination of two disparate chemicals that become, it's one plus one equals three. Exactly. Yeah. And when you're taking your life experiences and someone else's, a stranger's life experiences, you just need that common thread, but you can't get it if you, if you don't show the bravery of vulnerability. That's right. Why do people come here dressed crazy, man? Crazy. I'm looking at people going, wow, not like you look ridiculous. Did you make that? How did you do that? You look phenomenal. That's why I love coming to Comic-Cons. People are free. They're owning it. They're free to play. They're kids again. They bring their kids. They're not so serious about life. They're able to be not embarrassed by the crazy um, costumes that they're wearing because someone else maybe wore that costume before them. I see so many people here who build and make and wear original costumes, and I go, what are you? Well, the idea came from this, and it morphed to this, and it's just, I'm a mishmash of this and this. That is courage, it's bravery, it's wonderful to be able to show who you really are, or who you want to be, or who you want to be today. Who you want to play like. That's why I love coming, because there's so much freedom, and, and so much, how do I say, creativity, and so much inner courage that it takes to step out and be who you want to be within this setting, and own it, and love it, and, and have so many people um, say to you, wow, you did a great job. Be interested in each other. Be interested because that interest takes the focus off of yourself and it takes, uh, I'm looking at a guy's mask right there, wow. <laughs> oh, it's on top of his head. His head was down. Yeah, oh. man, you look great. You're like, yeah, that yeah, guy's really, really cool. cool. Oh. Um, you know, this is, this is the wonderful thing about how we're able to interact with each other if we can really see uh, and share the energy that flows back and forth between human beings. Now we're able to do it again, uh, and I hope it continues that way for a long time. Well, I, well the, everything you say gets an applause, because expect this. We need, your, we need to write this. Write a book. We need to read this book. Okay. Maybe a comic book. But we need this knowledge, like, 24-7. Um, I have one last question. Absolutely. It's kind of personal. But okay. we're talking about personal here. Um, it's not for you. Okay. Can you help me propose to my girlfriend on stage right here at LA Comic Con? Is that wow. something we can do? Like a, like a Comic Con exclusive? It, can we do that? Can we have Miss Heidi Cox come up on stage? Wow. This is a woman who used to sign at my booth here at Comic Con. Right over there, we, I had a booth for a long time. She would come and sign autographs as an actress. 
And I was like, I kind of like her. So she's here now. She's actually making her way uh, up on stage. And I think we should get, I'm going to get right here. And I think with your cheers, with your applause, we're going to do a Comic-Con exclusive. Love it! This is the 10th year anniversary of LA Comic-Con, but the first onstage proposal. So we're going to do it right here with my wingman, Giancarlo Esposito, who you can talk to again tomorrow at noon, right here on this main stage with <laughs> Ming-Na from The Mandalorian in the upcoming Book of Boba Fett. Uh, Heidi, come Love up it. here. She Hi. Oh. oh my God, I gotta be it's all good. Oh, here we go. Oh, I got my own microphone. Is this thing working? Fantastic. Um, I asked her to dress like Mary Jane Watson. I'm sorry. I was like, Star Wars actor, check. Mary Jane cosplay, check. Oh, hey, listen. Go big, like Giancarlo said. And uh, why don't you step over here, Heidi? You okay? <laughs> Miss Heidi Cox, everybody. We're going to do this. Um, let me get the ring. I don't, I don't know where the ring is. What, you lost the ring? You, I think I lost the ring. I'm so sorry. Um, hold on, sweetie. It's got to be here somewhere. It's got to... Wait, check all your pockets. I'm checking them, dude. Wait, no, did you... What, huh? I can't find it. I honestly can't find it. Do you have it? In between there... No, no, I had a pawn. Oh! <laughs> he is a bad guy. No, I thought I... I think you put it in that pocket. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Hoping to pay a lot for it. I, I didn't. I didn't know that. what you got. Is so he gonna propose you? Embarrassing. Oh. oh. This guy, Giancarlo Esposito, everybody. I've been holding on to this box for a year and a half. <laughs> yeah. You used to sign in my booth right here, Miss Heidi Cox in front of L.A. Comic-Con and Giancarlo Esposito. 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 Star of The Mandalorian and Far Cry 6 out now. Multiple platforms. Uh, whoa, I dropped it. Will you marry me? What am I doing? Oh, oh. <laughs> oh my god. It's, it's very pretty. It's very beautiful. I love you. <laughs> Giancarlo, thank you. Thank you so much, dude. Best being weak man ever. Right here, this guy. Best wingman ever. Thank you, brother. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me. Congratulations! <laughs> Congratulations. Geekscapers, I hope you enjoyed that episode from Los Angeles Comic Con. Just a reminder to say if you did, please share the episode by hitting that little share button and sending it to your friends and family. Also, if you can do us a favor, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That really helps us out. However you listen, it's free on all platforms, so all I ask in return is that you do a little free promotion for Geekscape. Also, subscribe to us on YouTube and Twitch at Geekscape TV and join our Facebook group, Geekscape Forever. I mean it, Geekscape Forever, over and out. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.